Before we get into this episode, Mike and I want to thank you for being part of this community. We absolutely love what we do with this podcast, and we think it's important to bring you valuable content by exploring unconventional lifestyles, experiences, and perspectives. We are continually looking to improve the listening experience, and we want to bring in some of your favorite guests. We have a favor to ask, and that is if you can follow wherever you watch or listen so we can continue improving the show. We are so grateful for your support. Now let's get into it. What's up, locals? We are sitting here with Shameless Shane Hurtwig. You are an amateur fighter fighting out of elevated martial arts out in Truckee. You're a Reno local, and you're 21. Yep. Uh, I didn't always live in Reno. I grew up in San Jose and uh, moved here when I was about 15 years old and hated it at first, honestly. I really did not like this place. Yeah, there's (laughs) a love-hate relationship with Reno for sure. I have warmed up to it quite a bit. now I'm okay with it enough to stay here for a short period of time, and then I have to leave the country every once in a while, you know, but not to go crazy. Yeah, not to go insane. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you, what made you choose Shameless? Um, well, when I was in Thailand, I had uh, the, my buddy out there. He's from Ireland, actually, and he just he brought it up one time. He's like, dude, you are shameless. Like, you do not care about what you say like you just you're just out of the box and uh yeah it stuck with me he started calling me shameless because he was like dude that is your fight name and I was like yeah I mean it definitely sticks with me and it's it's a weird thing too because before I went to Thailand I had a feeling that I was going to get my fight my fighting name out there really? and then mm. yeah like before I just like had it in my mind I'm like like something is going to happen and you're going to re- to receive it out there, and then what do you know? I meet some some Irish dude, and he's like, "Yeah, you're shameless." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, that's a cool name. It kind of fits with, with like Shane that. too." So, so do do fighters usually pick their own names, or are they bestowed upon them? Like, um, I feel like some guys definitely pick their own names, uh, but other people will definitely have them given to them by other people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of my friends in Reno call me Shysty, but I was like, "Yeah, that's kind of a negative, kind of a <laughs> negative connotation to that name." So I'd rather go by Shameless. I mean, Shameless is pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> that's awesome. So you said that you grew up in San Jose. I grew up in the Bay Area as well. I'm from San Ramon, like the East oh, Bay nice, nice area. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what was that like growing up there versus Reno? Because obviously it's two different yeah, well, places to grow up. Right. <laughs> When I grew up in San Jose, uh, I was a white kid, you know, like I was, I was the white kid that hung out with predominantly Hispanics, a lot of Mexicans. And then I moved to Spanish Springs actually. So not even Reno and Spanish Springs is like all white. Like I, like I just, yeah, I was only white. It probably was a trip. Yeah, Yeah, it was definitely. So like I went from being the only white kid to like, that was the only thing around me. So it was just completely different a different way of living and uh yeah I had to get used to it at first I was like what am I doing at the in this place <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know like uh, I naturally gravitated towards Hispanics when I first moved to Spanish Springs actually like my first group of friends were all they were all Mexican Salvadorian and stuff oh wow and yeah. then uh after that I became friends with the white boys so that's, <laughs> where, that's where I'm at now <laughs> oh my god is there a link between that and fighting for you 
Uh, what do you mean by that? Like, so growing up in San Jose, you're the only white kid at, yeah. in your group, right? Yeah. Do you feel like you had to kind of defend yourself a little bit and maybe I mean, got a little chippy because of it or what? Fuck, definitely you? at times, especially because I played soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got into some scraps on the field sometimes, you know. Uh, people would be calling me names in, in Spanish, and I'm like, I, I didn't I didn't fuck with that at all. I was like, all right, we're <laughs> fighting now, dude. Like, <laughs> I stood up for one of my friends when uh, it was like my third week of freshman year, and uh he like we're walking in the hallway and he gets pushed and i was like what the fuck like if you're going to go after somebody go after me bro and this dude was like six foot something and then uh he he was just a little he was a little soft dude but he thought he was tough and i text him on social media he was like i told him to meet up somewhere he didn't show up so the next day <laughs> the next day at school i just threw my backpack off and i just started swinging on him in front of all of his friends no just, way like, yeah, yeah just on site like i was like yeah if you're not going to meet me i'm just going to come to you and this is how we're going to handle it <laughs> i like it Oh yeah. my gosh! After that, he didn't fuck with anybody though. So yeah. <laughs> oh, so it sounds like even at a younger, oh Maverick. It seems like even at a younger age, you like had that fight instinct in oh, you. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I always had like a little fire in me. Yeah. Um, I always thought fighting was fun, but I, as I got older, I just like I don't know. I don't even want to fight anybody outside of the gym now like mm-hmm. it's just like something i will avoid at all costs yeah that's good well you um, got smarter you probably uh yeah, probably yeah got into more scraps and you're like oh i like doing this like professionally yeah exactly yeah like i like doing this against skilled opponents uh people at the gym like it's like i don't know it's more of a challenge too if like if you just go fight some random dude off the street and and he doesn't know what he's doing it's it's not really fair i mean plus you can also like go to jail yeah you could go to jail like their head slammed <laughs> on the concrete or something and Good yeah game. it's you're gonna be over yeah it's over that's your career boom done um yeah i was always aggressive like i think soccer was a very bad sport for me because like i, I was good at it but i would just get pissed off and then i would just i was so dirty like i would be like wanting to just mess people up all over the field um broke this kid's wrist like me actually me it was like a joint effort it was a joint it was actually a joint effort uh me and this uh me and my friend uh, i'm still pretty close to his name sergio uh we we like basically sandwiched this dude like i ran at him from the right he ran at him from the left and he did like a full like 360 spin in the air landed on his wrist and it just snapped and in the moment i was just wow. like i was like fuck that was kind of you know that was kind of messed up like the kid was a little douchebag he's a little prick but he didn't deserve it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh my god. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy. So tell me about growing up and like what led you to fighting. Um like I I was always uh very interested in MMA. Like I wasn't the biggest fan of the sport, uh especially because I had a obsession with soccer, but I always liked like Anderson Silva, the Diaz brothers, DSP, Chuck Liddell, all all those type of guys and uh yeah, I I started wrestle I started wrestling in eighth grade mm-hmm. in middle school, and then uh, I didn't wrestle wrestle freshman year because I was still living in San Jose and I wanted to play soccer. And uh, after I moved to to Reno, I wasn't able to play soccer because my grades were so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when oh, no. I lived in, when I lived in San Jose and they transferred over, the tran- my transcripts were all just not good. And uh, yeah, I, st- I just started wrestling because the next season after that, my grades were good enough to wrestle. And uh, yeah, one of my best, one of my best friends actually, his name, yeah, you know Keegan mm-hmm. pretty, pretty well. Uh, he was like, dude, you you need to come join the wrestling team. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I already wrestled before, so why not do it? And then uh, 
I got into it at Spanish Springs and it was a really good wrestling program there. Like we were one of the top programs in the whole entire state. Uh, the room was just filled with savages. Like I was definitely on the lower part of the totem pole. And uh, that just forced me to be hungry, though, honestly. Like, mm. I was I was in there every day, and I was like, you know what? I want to be like, as good as some of these dudes. You know, like, they're probably always going to be a step above me in the wrestling world. And, uh, yeah, I just – I loved combat sports. And uh, after senior year, I wasn't able to wrestle again because of grades. I didn't do too well in school, honestly, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, yeah that just not yeah. your strong suit? It was just not my strong suit. I didn't like people telling me what to do and be like, oh, you need to do this. Like, y'all – go fit in a box somewhere and yeah I was just always wanting to do my own thing and uh I talked to a lot of people and they were like dude why don't you get into MMA like one of my friends Cor uh, his name's Corbin he's in the Marines he told me a year before I actually started training to get into MMA he's like dude I think you would love it mm -hmm. like he just like saw it in me and uh I tried training I think the first time was in February of 2020 so I was a senior in high school then and uh yeah I just fell in love with it I started training Muay Thai and I was like yeah this is for me I love just like kicking and punching things and then <laughs> the grappling aspect too like I got into jiu-jitsu a little bit after and I did not like jiu-jitsu at first honestly like I was like oh, I'd rather be on my feet just punching people in the face and then uh that's so interesting. Like, yeah. Like, because I feel, because you do mixed martial arts, so it's yeah. a little bit of jujitsu, a little bit of fighting. Like, is there, that would be Muay Thai, right? Like, that's. Is that your primary style? Um, Now I love everything. Like, now I just want to be well-rounded, like, just well-versed in everything. Like, I want to be a, an extremely good grappler, and I also want to be a savage on my feet so I can knock people out like yeah and especially coming out of a jiu-jitsu gym like i feel like a lot of people that i'm going to end up fighting are be like oh he's just gonna be like a crotch sniffer you know like he likes to take people down and just hug them and it's like oh they're gonna have a rude awakening when they try to take me down and i don't go down to the ground and we're just fighting on the feet <laughs> like, yeah i yeah. watched you fight we watched you at king of yeah. the cage yeah. that was your uh, stuff and takedowns yeah. you're taking a lot of big shots yeah i mean you're giving them out too like yeah you have no problem being on the feet, but you are a very good grappler. Too. Yeah, very much. Yeah. You. I appreciate like, that. I don't know. I trained with you last week, and you kicked my ass. <laughs> and so that was I mean, rough. Dude, it, you know, it was like, I'm sorry, my voice just cracked so bad. You know, it was like so, because like, dude, I remember like we used to grapple, mm -hmm. and you would like, you would kind of put it on me. I'm not like, I'm not going to lie. Like you would like, like what, 70 pounds on yeah, you? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, you would like I put should. me in, in <laughs> leg entanglements and I would just be like, okay, like if this was a real competition, a real fight, he would be snapping my leg off or like choking me out. And then it's just like, I don't know. Like not anymore. I mean, not anymore. You take my fucking back and strangle I mean, me. <laughs> it's all I do. That, I mean, it's all I do now. It's like, I just, tr I train like five days a week, six days a week now. So it's like, it's just a lot of jujitsu and, uh, yeah, I've been I haven't been striking as much, but my jujitsu has gone through the roof recently. A lot of people at my gym are telling me that they're like, "Dude, I can't wait to see you compete in MMA again, especially." Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm actually competing in grappling industries next week, so I'm pretty excited for that. So that's on Saturday, right? Yeah, next Saturday. I'll be there. Yep, you'll be there. Yeah. I'll oh be, hell yeah! I won't be competing. I'll be out there like holding up a Shane sign. <laughs> so. Shameless Shane. <laughs> <laughs> you have some people from your gym probably compete too. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what are you thinking when it comes to taking your next fight? Do you have a timeline on that? Or are you taking some time off in between to train more? Um, I mean, I talked to Adam. You know Adam pretty well. And uh, he wanted me to take a break off from fighting just because, I don't know, I was 
I was not in the best state of mind in my last fight. Like, I feel like I could have performed at a way higher level. Uh, everything kind of just went black. You know, sometimes your adrenaline takes over. I just see red, bro. Yeah, I just see red. No, really, that, really, that's how it is sometimes. You just, like, everything just blacks out. You can't hear your coach. You can't hear your corner, which is horrible. Like, in fighting, you want to be able to still listen to your corner because they're giving you advice on what you should be doing. And, uh, yeah, I was just completely blacked out and i just went to my instincts which was wrestling grappling and uh he did a great yeah. job he kept taking him down yeah i don't know how many takedowns i got in that <laughs> fight man but yeah i feel like i should have stood up on my feet a little bit more and had the fight there but honestly i think my next fight will definitely be when i go out to thailand like i'm wanting to do either a traditional Muay Thai fight out there because I feel like that'd be really good uh, just experience mm -hmm. and then or maybe an amateur MMA fight out there I mean the grappling out there is really not the best I mean even in Europe you know like uh there's so like don't get me wrong there's still there's savages all over the world but I realize like the levels between grappling in the United States or grappling in Brazil you know compared to Europe or Asia it's like it's not the same level yeah you know? unless you go into like Siberia and you get all oh. the, the Mongol guys and the yeah. fucking Dagestanis yeah, the Dagestanis, guys, yeah. Um, that's a different level yeah, that's those are a like different, corn fed wrestling yeah. boys yeah and so and even their jujitsu is like yeah they, yeah, they just take you and they just take, take you down you the ground. and smash you. <laughs> yep, it's a different style. Yeah. Um, do you think that in Thailand you're going to fight a lot more, or is it going to be predominantly Muay Thai? Is it going to be a lot of jujitsu with it? Um, well, I definitely don't want to lose my jujitsu, especially after like just hammering it down. Since you've, I've you've gotten so, so dialed in yeah. six months, yeah. specifically like yeah. from August to now. Yeah, it's it's honestly insane. Like my last fight was actually in August, and after that, I just like I just had it in my head. I'm like, okay, I need to get really good at this jujitsu stuff, and then I'll go back to Thailand and I'll, I'll start dialing in my striking. And Are you going to a Tiger or where? Um, I went to Tiger last time, and it's very commercialized. You know, it's like there's a lot of people. You'll see a new person every single day, like hundreds of new people every day. It's the biggest fighting gym in the whole world yeah it's actually like all over social media too. Yeah, see it on instagram it, dude, it's like, there's almost like a million followers on instagram or something mm -hmm. like that i actually stayed at the gym for my first month last time uh lived there yeah i lived at the gym so okay hold on take us through that what's, <laughs> what's the living dude, it, like at a fucking man, tie gym it was it was cool everywhere. <laughs> oh man it was disgusting staff staff is even oh, yeah no. and staff is i okay i'll talk about that staff infection later I almost lost my leg but um oh jeez. yeah uh living at the gym was a very cool experience because you'd wake up and then the mats are right there. Like you can go train Muay Thai, you can go train Jiu Jitsu. Uh, you go to the fitness area and do like, they had some crazy like fitness classes too. Um, but the thing I did not like about it is like, sometimes I wanted to sleep in a little bit and they had this fitness class 7am every day. And then you just hear DMX barking your arr, 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 and I'm just like, okay, I'm trying to sleep. I guess I'm up now, but no yeah, it was like, it, every, it did not matter. Like I could have, yeah, I could have tried to sleep through and it was not going to happen. Like the speakers were so loud and my gym was, or my, my gym, my room was right next to the fitness area. So I woke up. Backs up right to it. So you're hearing. Yeah. That's sick. So yeah. what did that cost you to go to the gym, train every day, live there? Cause you were there for what, a month? Uh, last time I was there for like a, almost two months. Damn. Uh, That's a long time. And Thailand's. Yeah, allegedly cheap but i imagine yeah, it is pretty cheap uh honestly i think the training was the most expensive part of everything uh 
the food is cheap accommodation like places to stay were pretty cheap traveling around is cheap especially like if you get your own, if you rent out your own moped mm-hmm. uh i recommend actually going out there like like being in a relationship and going to thailand would be so dope it's like romantic yeah <laughs> oh yeah for sure if i, I had a bali i don't know if we're going to tiger muay thai bali bali would be cool there's a really good gym there too bali mma they have good everything uh it's really cheap to travel around and there's so much to see like you can island hop for like i went on a cruise for like 50 bucks and oh like wow all like all day like you go to all, multiple islands uh drinks food all inclu- like a buffet was included yeah no that cool. sounds amazing but, but yeah the training was probably sorry i just got sidetracked that no i um, i love learning about new places too yeah. like i want to know we're trying to travel yeah so. <laughs> oh i can show you guys some videos and stuff after like if i had a girl i would love to take her out to thailand i'm not going to lie like there i was just that the, ladies <laughs> hey, you could also find a nice lady boy there no honestly yeah yeah, yeah i get that so much that like all the people in my gym people at work like oh you're just going to thailand to go on a lady boy adventure i'm like really bro come on <laughs> how many times have i heard that now probably over a hundred times and yeah. it's okay you know i'm a lady boy lover <laughs> i don't discriminate i'm just kidding what would be the ideal date with that girl that you would go to thailand like what would you do for the day honestly like put it on the back of my moped, just go on a crazy, crazy adventure. You know, like there's, there's so much to see. You can go right up to a Buddhist temple for the day. And it's just like a very, I don't know, it's a real experience. You know, it's a very spiritual experience. Like it's mm-hmm. nothing like, I can't, I don't even know how to explain it. And, uh, I don't know, going to a nice cafe, a nice place to eat, uh, going to the beach because it, especially in Phuket, you're like 10 minutes away on a bike from the beach pretty much anywhere you are on that it's almost it's not an island but it almost feels like island island life yeah um you get massages for so cheap like you do like all that stuff uh just sounds like you would have like a a action-packed day yeah yeah definitely definitely and so yeah, you lady just boy massages day, right? <laughs> yeah. you go see monkeys too like you go like i would i would love to take a girl to go feed monkeys and stuff you yeah. know they're kind of scary at that first know, like little humans <laughs> will rob you <laughs> i saw a monkey like ripping ear like straight up ripping earring off of this lady she was taking a picture no. and this monkey came up on the rail and just ripped yeah. it off and she just started screaming i was like oh well you should have been and that more was aware. in thailand yeah oh yeah. no absolutely not yeah. go to thailand yeah not <laughs> not after that experience <laughs> you just have to be careful with them honestly like they're so when you uh, went to thailand the first time you were 20 right uh, i was 21 actually 20, i you just turned 21. i okay. just turned 21 yeah and this next time i'm going out i will uh turn 22 the week after i leave nice. the united states so yeah. i'll turn 22 out there so how'd you afford that the first time around um working 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 just working saving up money uh if you want to be honest with you i was supposed to come back at a way earlier time than i did i was, I was supposed to only stay like a month and then uh it comes to the day of my flight and i'm like I'm talking to all my friends I made there. You know, a lot, a lot of them are from Europe, uh, England, Ireland, Canada. I mean, Canada is not Europe, but you know, like I just feel from all over the yeah, world, Canada. Australia. And they were like, "Dude, why don't you just stay?" And I, you know, I was like, eh, "Fuck it, I'll stay a little longer." Even though I had, like, I did not have the funds to stay longer. Um, if it would have been a smarter decision to just go home when I was supposed to because I wouldn't have ran out of money. I ran out of money when I was actually down there. 
mm-hmm. and I feel like I was stranded. Uh, Adam actually, Adam actually sent me money to come back home, so you could get back to the so states. I could, yeah, so no I could get way. back to the states. Yeah, and I got back, and I, uh, I, I gave him the split board that I had, mm-hmm. which is worth like I don't know, like five hundred bucks or something like that, and that was like kind of my collateral for him getting <laughs> me back to the United States. Oh, he That's doesn't so kneecap funny. you for five hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> he was so mad. He, I'm, yeah, I don't remember. Like, I remember him being like, "Shane is fucking stuck in Thailand right now." Yeah, this and he, bullshit. yeah, he called me on the phone and he's like, "Dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why aren't you back home yet?" And I'm like, "Uh, I wanted to stay out here. I thought I could make my way somehow. You know, just training and taking fights and." You don't get paid like you don't get paid a lot for fights, especially when you're fighting at a low level down there. So yeah, I don't even know what I was thinking. I was. They also like, have a bunch of savages out there, so you're getting oh paid my. next to nothing to fight yeah, to get your head split open. Yeah, literally, <laughs> like guys that just yeah. crack off on people's heads yeah. daily. Have you been knocked out before? Um, yeah, I actually got knocked out in my first kickboxing fight. Uh, so most people when they're transitioning into MMA or trans- transitioning into kickboxing Muay Thai will take like a low contact fight first, like with headgear and shin guards and big gloves and everything. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to send it. I was always, I just always kind of had that mentality with, with, oh, sorry for that bird, but everything, (laughs) everything that I've done. And, uh, I actually had a shoulder, a shoulder surgery when I was 19, like, like, right. I was like freshly 19 and, uh, I got recovered from that. And then uh, I got back into training and I told Adam first, like the first time I was back in the gym, I was like, dude, I need to take a fight, like a real fight. Like I need to go. You got to test it out and actually see how it feels. Test the waters. And uh, I go out and my first fight was in South Lake, uh, South Lake Tahoe was at Harris at the time. I don't even know if it's still called Harris. I think so. I have no idea. I think they switched it. It used to be Harris. Now it's like Bally's or something. Bally's. Yeah. Yeah. I think that. Yeah. Um, it was a cool venue and everything, uh, really cool experience for my, for my first fight, had a lot of friends, had a lot of family that showed up and, uh, yeah, it was just a dog fight. Like I was just throwing hands the whole time. It did not look technical at all. I was just like swinging like that and just throwing my kicks <laughs> out. And then, uh, yeah, I, it was the third round and I am just gassed. Like, I don't know, the adrenaline dump was crazy. It was my first fight. All these people were watching me and, uh, I get I was just gassed out and there's like probably like 40 seconds left in the fight. And, uh, I just threw a wild haymaker. Like I was, I was trying (laughs) to get him out of there in the last round. Like I was just like, okay, like I don't have anything left in me. I'm just going to try to put him out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I swing and then I'm like this, like I swing down and my hands are just, both my hands are down like by my leg and he just kicks me in the in the jaw and i'm just, no. just lights out yeah it's on youtube you can watch if you want yeah <laughs> now i look at it i'm like it's kind of funny to me i'm just like dang my my motionless body just like hit the ground <laughs> i oh got up pretty starched from the moment that it connected or was yeah it? yeah okay. definitely like i i got up pretty quickly after that like i i was definitely out and then i got up like two three seconds later and i was just oh and I, that feeling was horrible. Like I, I was trying to walk to that dude's corner, not my corner. Yep. And I was like, the, the world is spinning. Like it was like, ooh, it was bad. But honestly, I was so glad or so thankful for that experience, especially to have it while I was young, because it's like, okay, you have a loss like that pretty early on. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, they just like go through and they just start tearing things up when they're young. And then they have that loss that just fucks up their mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it took I feel me. Like that can be poisonous. Yeah, it is. It is. It is yeah. definitely. I mean, like fighting is very hard on your mental state. You know, like for months, 
afterwards i was like do i even want to still do this like do i still want to fight it's like my first fight and i'm already doubting myself mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and uh yeah it took me a long time to get over it but then i was like you know what i'm young that dude was like 27 years old like he he was definitely more built than i was you know probably he had was, more experience yeah too. he was probably yeah. definitely more experienced and it, it showed like he looked a lot more experienced than me and uh so how do you come back from something like that because that is scary it shakes you up and you're like it, i just got yeah, flatlined what yeah, happened it definitely was yeah. scary um i don't know like you just you just have to be your own best supporter at the end of the day you know like you can have all these people uh supporting you telling you oh you're killing it you're doing such a good job at the end of the day it's like how you view yourself like how how do you look at yourself when you wake up and look at yourself in the mirror um you have to almost motivate yourself every day like some like most most days i mean not most days there's a lot of days where i do not want to train i did not want to be in the gym and i just forced myself to be in there and it's always a better outcome than if i ended up skipping mm-hmm. um i've never had a day that i've regretted going to jiu-jitsu yeah exactly yeah you never regret a day you might have a bad time there you might get your ass yeah. kicked yeah you might like, get yeah you might going. get rolled up and yeah just not have the best time you know you're getting smashed by people that usually wouldn't do that against you you know that too there's like i don't know it's it's so weird because it really comes down to how you're feeling on that certain day you know like if you're feeling like you're at the top of the world and you're very confident in yourself like you can definitely see that translate to your training Mm -hmm. Um, i don't know if you feel the same way but i am not consistent at all with training right now so i can't even speak to it (laughs) i'm out here trying to do this comedy thing on the side i'm having fun (laughs) you know it's funny i saw it the other day i was like dude you're actually you have a knack for that for sure like you're yeah (laughs) it's fun it's doing that to jujitsu because you fail so many times before Mm -hmm. you get something right and then you find a little thing that works and you're like oh okay i can get sharper at this yeah and so it's just getting reps out, but I'm yeah. trying to get like three days in on stand up, three days in on jujitsu, and then three days in the gym. And so just trying to do that. It's a solid routine, man. That's a lot. That's a lot to be doing. That's yeah. Well, it sucks because stand ups at the same time as classes, unless I get up at like 5:30 in the morning and go to morning class. And I am just such a bitch about that. Where do you do that at? For morning class or no, stand up? No, the stand up. Oh, geez. So there's four or five different rooms. There's packs and pints on Mondays. There's shanty dolans on Thursdays. Coffee and comics on Tuesdays. Shout out to Molman. Um, <laughs> and then I forget on Wednesdays. I think it's at Arch Society. Um, now there's like a bunch of different spots that do it, and it's all around like six, six thirty, seven p.m. I should come definitely see you before I leave the country for four months. <laughs> when do you leave? Uh, I'm leaving March 21st, and okay. then so I won't have be. Some time. Yeah, I won't be back until July 22nd. So like literally four months um it's a long ass time dude yeah i'm pretty excited so i go ahead i have a question we're interrupting this interruption with a very important request if you like what you're hearing drop us a like and hit that subscribe button so you never miss out now let's get back to the show i was stalking your instagram and i saw a couple (laughs) different interviews that Mm. you had done and you had talked about growing up mormon Yo, and that that, to me is so interesting because I, so my mom, my aunt, my uncle, like they all grew up Mormon. My Mm -hmm. grandma's Mormon. Um, she's the only one that's still Mormon. Yeah. She is the only one that's still Mormon, but I, yeah, I'm just more interested because it's such a, there is a lot of like rigidness to that religion. Like there's no drinking. 
like whatsoever. Nothing. Yeah. Obviously, like no drugs and or anything. I'm not saying that other religions have that, but no coffee. It's just yeah, no coffee. Wow. Like there's no yeah, stimulants. It's it is really like <sighs> it's just interesting that you grew up with that. I'm sure that your parents are still are they still practicing? No, actually, no. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, they so got yeah, divorced. So- they got divorced, so that just kind of fizzled out oh, <laughs> I was okay. like I guess we're done with this yeah I guess yeah. we're done with this religion now. <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh yeah so bring yeah. like bring me through that growing up because I feel like are you part of like that... the boy scouts and stuff like that? I was actually yeah, yeah. um it that was so weird honestly it's <laughs> so weird like I look back on it I'm like ah I wish, <laughs> I wish that yeah so bring higher. us through that because it's interesting that you're doing fighting and yeah it's so yeah it's just very contradictory completely I mean fighters are you know they're they're fighters. They don't crazy. People. They're crazy. They're kind of <laughs> insane. Yeah, I, I love, I love all my fighting friends, but we're all we're all little fucked in the head. <laughs> yeah, well, that's I think um, that's what it takes growing, to be a good fighter. Yeah, I mean, growing up Mormon was very weird. You know, uh, I basically stopped going to church when I was fifteen. Mm-hmm. But before that, I was in Boy Scouts. I was at church pretty much every Sunday, even though I didn't want to be there. I really despised being in church and it's like you know i think church is a good thing for people at the end of the day it's like finding yourself or find or having that relationship with whatever you believe in is a good thing but they're very judgmental mm-hmm. extremely judgmental you cannot really have i mean you can have tattoos and join the church but they're going to look at you different you like even having piercings and stuff like yeah they will look at you completely different um yeah uh I was forced to go every Sunday. I would try to play the sick card all the time. <laughs> uh, church was three hours long. And it's like when you're young, you don't want to be sitting down for three hours every Sunday. Yeah. Just listening to people talk and telling you what you can and can't do. I think that's it made me rebellious. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I was about like, to say, like, yeah. I did that at all influence oh yeah 100 percent to fight yeah yeah 100 like, <laughs> really? it influenced it influenced me to do a lot of negative things also you know <laughs> i was just like you know i was like you know what they're telling me not to do that now i want to go out and try it yeah and then when i tried it, i'm like oh well you know this is it's not uh, what they say yeah that it is in church Did yeah you feel exactly. pretty sheltered growing up in like the mormon religion and then coming out of it into reno because that's a night and day difference oh yeah l- let me tell you like i was a pretty decent kid when i grew up in san jose like i was just a, a soccer fanatic like that's all i did that's i used to just train by myself all the time i used to just like practice by myself because yeah i didn't really have too many people that wanted to kick a ball around with me everybody was everybody was into a different sport um uh, sorry what was the question i just no, good. No, it's okay. I, was, I was asking like <laughs> do you think that coming from being mormon and then all of a sudden parents split up oh, you so moved reno. to reno yeah yeah like that's a night and day difference yeah definitely from being sheltered to like yeah you got gambling and prostitution and yeah definitely 24 yeah. hour drinking like yeah. there's so much going on here a lot of crack yep yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I tried so many different drugs when I when I moved to Reno. I, I started drinking. I started like smoking pretty heavily. Uh, I just did everything. Uh, talk about sex. You could talk about sex. Yeah, you can talk or, about yeah. I lost my virginity. Like everything. <laughs> basically, that the ch- every everything that the church told me not to do, I went out and did as soon as I moved to Reno. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
like I said, uh, I started hanging out with these Hispanic kids, and they were all so good at first. Like, they, we didn't do, like, anything like that. And then I started wrestling, started hanging out with a lot of the people that uh, I still call friends to this day. Uh, we're not, like, some of us aren't as close, but, like, Keegan, I'm very close with still. Uh, my boy Jaden, like, I am very close with still. Uh, Corbin, like, some other people. But, yeah, I... I just went off the rails. I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. 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 And then I just sunk into a pit. Like I was just, I was just lost. Mm. Like I didn't know what reality was mm. and, uh, got real slippery, got real slippery. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's a very good way to put it. Um, yeah, def my life definitely changed when I moved to Reno. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Well, it's interesting. Like you talk about doing all of that stuff because now you're not doing any of that stuff. Yeah. And is that because I know that Jordan, you know, started the Crow's Nest Ranch and like, are you part of that? Yeah. I, okay. okay I, I love Jordan. That guy is, he's fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a, he's a dickwad, you know, at the end of the day. He's a bad motherfucker. He's a bad motherfucker, but dude, he is, yeah, he, he's a dick, he's a dickwad, but <laughs> he, like when he loves somebody, like, you know, like, yeah. you just know that, like, he's done so much for me, like in the gym, outside of the gym, uh, when he leaves his house in Truckee, like him and his him and his family, he always he always offers me to stay out there because he knows I have to drive from Reno to mm -hmm. Truckee every day. Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Yo, you, you can stay at my house. Like, you, you just yeah, that's super watch sweet. Over. Yeah, he's yeah. he's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely helping out with the crow's nest. Uh, I'm very excited about that. Actually, when I get back from Thailand, it's going to be opening up in July, mm -hmm. and uh, all I have to do is stay sober, and uh, I'll have a position there managing the house i'll have a room there so hell yeah so you like, don't have to commute back yeah, i don't have to anymore. commute back all the time and he's, he's he's doing wonders for me like i appreciate that and he's he's always telling me he's like you're the one putting in the work but i will help you out along the way and uh yeah because he just saw like from outside perspective he like saw the path i was going down because he like he he's he's talked about it with you guys like yep. he went down a pretty crazy dark path and he's a completely totally. different person now than he was like two years ago you know i look up to him a lot like that guy is a big inspiration of mine uh i'm glad he's part of my life definitely would not be where i am mm -hmm. without him <laughs> there's a lot of other people i could say that about too um but yeah i'm definitely excited to start working with him on the crow's nest and help people just i don't know give them give them hope you know that's that's something i'm very big on like I want to give people hope that they don't have to use all these substances to feel okay all the time mm -hmm. uh just I don't know, be a light in their lives almost I know it's, it sounds crazy saying that like tw like 21 I'll be 20 sounds at crazy time. at all because it's very yeah. unique to be 21 and be like I'm gonna choose sobriety yeah I mean that's and it's not even yeah it's not even that you're choosing it because you were addicted to it it's more just like you're choosing it for like the better health of yeah. yourself. Yeah, and definitely. For your goals. I mean, I do, I do have like a very, very addictive personality and that's why I also chose to go sober because mm -hmm. I knew like mm -hmm. if I was to get into things, I'll just go down that path. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely chose to be sober for the better quality of life. And, uh, yeah, Jordan was the main person in my ear telling me like, yo, you need to, if you want to take this fighting stuff seriously, I think you should definitely think about 
going down this path and he was right he was completely right and I feel like the drugs and the alcohol is an obstacle towards your goal yeah like exactly you it just makes it just makes your life harder yeah. yeah it just makes your life harder especially when you're doing something physical all the time like mm-hmm. you should like i remember showing up to the gym like hung over and just like getting off the mat just like just yep. yacking. <laughs> I was like, oh this is not fun or like being stoned like every every training session i was pretty like when i used to train with you i was stoned pretty much every training session like, oh wow and i would just be like <laughs> what's going on you know, what's going wait on? what are we doing again yeah what are we doing like what what move are we learning right now what submission what position whatever and uh yeah uh now since i've stopped all that i just realized like my own potential honestly for a long time i was just like you know i was just staying very stagnant i wasn't really going anywhere and then uh as i got sober kind of translated with my performance which is kind of a crazy thing to look at uh yeah i'm just more there honestly more like, present yeah more cognitive <laughs> yeah. able to think and do you think that sobriety is less about addiction for you and more about just trying to push towards your goals like it seems more like you're an obsessive person you yeah. obsess about Def- fighting yes, you obsess definitely. about being in yeah. the gym yeah and i feel like you can obsess about drugs too if that yeah, was 100 your yeah 100 percent uh very very much so obsessive. It's probably why I don't have a girlfriend at the moment. You know, I just, I just obsess. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my, you know, but. Oh um, my. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely a good way to put it. Uh, it was definitely getting away in my obsession for fighting. And I feel like to be really good at something, you have to be obsessed with it. You have to like mm-hmm. drown yourself with it completely. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you have to be surrounded by it all the time. You have to be looking at ways to improve yourself to be the best version of yourself so that you can perform at the, at the highest levels. Um, yeah, I love yeah. that. I feel like that mindset that you have is actually very rare for your age. Mm-hmm. And do you notice that among yeah, your peers? Definitely. Like, is definitely. that something where you're yeah. like, yeah. what the heck? Why don't you have this? Like, yeah. Yeah. where do you think that mindset comes from? I, I don't know. I think I've been driven since I was young but there's always been there's been obstacles in the way you know like family like drugs alcohol like there's been a lot of different obstacles but i've always had that drive within me especially with athletics with sports mm-hmm. um i was just always wanting to be very good at something athletically like i want to be a professional soccer player for the longest time and then I kind of threw that away with school and grades and stuff because I didn't care about it. But yeah. <laughs> no. I think you found something that aligns way more with your personality. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 100%. You know, like I, I still love soccer. I'm still like, I still watch it every once in a while. It's a great sport. It's the most popular sport in the world, honestly. With your goal with fighting, are you trying to go pro? Oh, yeah. You want a UFC I'm, contract? Yeah. You want to be in the PFL? What's your What's your vision for it you know uh i would love to be in the ufc i'd love to be in pfl one championship would be cool because it's in asia um it's cool to live out there um yeah i want to be fighting professionally for money someday that i could just that's all i do you know i want to be able to train myself and actually coach others like i've gone into coaching recently too and i love it like Mm -hmm. i love seeing people progress and grow within the sport um yeah i just want my life to be around martial arts so Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's also another reason why I'm excited about uh, Crow's Nest opening up because a big thing that we're going to be doing is having everybody that's staying at the house training in the gym with us. So, totally. yeah, they're it's going a community. to. Yeah, it's a community. And yeah. it's, I don't know, you get so close with everybody you train with. Like, they become your brothers and sisters, you know, like when women show up. It's um, a cult. It's a different type of cult. It is, it is a cult, you know. <laughs> It's a good cult, though. Yep. You know, like you, you know, those people love you. Um, it's also, like the Mormon church because they tell you not to drink <laughs> and they tell you <laughs> to yeah. live, you know, this yeah. sober life. It'll yeah. be better for yeah. you. And you guys are doing the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's your choice. It is. But it's your choice. Yeah. That's funny. The similarities yeah. there. Yeah. I've actually thought about that myself. <laughs> yeah. It just looks different. Yeah. And it, and it resonates with you more. Adam's doing something really special. Dude, at I, yeah, he's, I, he's created some magic in there because is. the community that you guys have, I miss that. Like, I love Henzo's. Henzo's is cool. I don't have that level of community where I walk in and everybody's like, oh, my God, what's up? Yeah. And I'm dapping yeah, yeah. everybody up, having a great time. Like, there is something special in that gym. He's done a great job cultivating yeah. it. And it's fighters like you yeah. and Keegan and having Jordan in there. Like, you have this crazy blend of talent and drive and dedication. Yeah. It's um, Yeah, I, I've, I've seen Adam's vision since the beginning. Like, we used to, like, me and Adam used to talk for hours after training sessions like that. Uh, that Adam is another person in my life that I'm extremely thankful for. He's a great mentor to me. Uh, he's helped me out so much with advice from fighting to relationships to just how to live to get to where you want to be um and he used to always tell me he's like you know this gym is going to it's going to grow like i have i have something in mind and like now like seeing it actually happen i'm like yeah i I saw from the beginning i didn't have a doubt that this this would be happening and it's like we're only at the beginning stages still like this, these kids are starting to train very young and these kids are savages, dude. Like I, I yeah, I, yeah, I help, I help coach them. I'm like, dude, these kids are going to be lethal weapons by the time they're like 16 <laughs> years old. It's, it's a scary thought. It's um, freaky. These kids are like eight, nine. I don't know how old they are. They're young. Yeah. Like, and they're so technical. Wow. Yeah, so technical. That's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's very and scary. It is very scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I feel like, I feel like Chucky's being put on the map a little bit. Yeah. No, gym. definitely. And that's why like, I know, a lot of people to this day, they're, they're like, oh, dude, why don't you train in Reno? You live in Reno. I'm like, dude, my gym is in Chucky. That is, those are my people. Like, I understand I, why. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I want, I want Chucky to be on the map, honestly. There's never been a fighter from Chucky. Like, that's, yeah. There's never been a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's never been a pro. There's been a lot of pro snowboarders and skiers and stuff, uh, mountain bike or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's never been an MMA fighter from Trekkie. It's such a weird place to like just. Is that your dream? Training. Yeah, I w- I would love to be like, yo, I'm I'm this badass from Trekkie, and uh, I'm here to take what you want. You know, like, <laughs> I'm here to take what yeah. you want. <laughs> take your soul. <laughs> take your soul exactly. Like fucking, that's so awesome. Like there's a lot of like just hidden savages out there too. You know, like we have Joe, who's a f- Oh my God, Joe is a crazy motherfucker. Like I love Joe. Like he is, he's awesome. But that dude's crazy. I wouldn't want to be on the other side of a bar fight with him. Like honestly, he's he's, he's a gangster. No, he's he's a real G. Like he he would go straight to just breaking your arm so quickly. And then we have Jay. You know, Jay was a very savage fighter. Uh, he fought bare knuckle, like bare knuckle Muay Thai basically, but with oh, head wow. with headbutts though. Oh yeah, and it makes a lot of sense. And it makes a lot of sense. If you meet if you meet Jay, you'd be like, oh yeah, he, he's he's a very interesting guy. Like he's 
he's a uh, very he has an intense energy around him like yeah very intense uh no bullshit no bullshit no not at all he'll tell you straight up like what are you doing wrong he's like okay you're fucking stupid like mm-hmm. yeah another, <laughs> why are you doing that yeah, another day another day like you i was in his class and he was like dude are you going on drugs because i was just like lost like i don't know why like sometimes just one of those days yeah just yeah. one of those days and then i was i was just like in my head i was like dude you know i'm sober you know i don't yeah. do that <laughs> but like just for you to say that to me I was yeah like, he's oh, very oh. blunt yeah, yeah very blunt we have remy this guy he's uh lithuanian uh yeah. And he's just he's a, he uh, he has like some dark magic jujitsu like some of the stuff that he teaches him just like, some of the dirty shit the yeah. dirty dirty like, like this is legal but man doesn't feel like it yeah it doesn't yeah he's got good submissions yeah and we have we have countless other black belts we have Mark and Kelly that started the whole thing Keegan's parents um like I remember my first jujitsu class with Kelly and. Uh, She's very technical. Like she's very good at teaching and getting her knowledge uh, through to people. Uh, she's really good with the kids. Really good with women, like a woman that want to start training jujitsu. Uh, she's awesome with them. Yeah. And then Mark is a savage himself too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we have so many people. Now that gym, it, it seems very special. Like even just when I went to some of your uh, tournaments and you know your coaches are showing up for you like everyone's just you know very supportive yeah. in there it seems like a family unit when you talk about some of the fighters and even just what I saw you go through like you're taking some physical you know you're taking some physical punches yeah. and beatings like yeah. you're putting it on the other person how do you take care of yourself like, how do you make sure that like. you're sane and that your brain's okay and that your physical body is okay? Because I literally am like, I would get pummeled, I would get crumpled up, and yeah. I just lay there. You know, I'm not go- I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, I've never been injured in my life because I have had. A- I mean, my eye right now is like. Yeah, I saw that. I got poked uh, on Monday, and whoops. it was yeah, whoops, yeah, it hurt a lot. That was the first time an eye poke dropped me to the ground. Like I was just like. Yeah, they like oh, got you no. good. I can see ruptured yeah, a bunch of blood vessels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So horrible. what? So what um, is your? How do you take care of yourself? Um, you know, I should be doing a lot more for recovery. I think recovery is a big step in how you perform too. Yeah. Um, I do like getting body work done. Uh, I wish I could get it done more frequently, but it is pretty expensive to be doing all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, sensory deprivation is a big thing that I really like too. Uh, Where do you go for that? Uh, healing one. I haven't been there in a while. Uh, I'm actually going to hit hit up Jay, the, the crazy motherfucker, to, mm-hmm. because he has one in his house. He has a tank in his house, and uh, I love doing that for the mental aspect of it. Yeah. And it helps, like, I don't know, it helps release some stress throughout your body too. Like if you have like a lot of tension in your spine and just throughout your body, it's yeah, it just loosens you up because you're just sitting in a pool of water. Totally. Uh, yeah. No, I've heard really good things about that too. Oh, it is, I think you guys should definitely try it. Uh, There's one around the corner. It's right next to Henzo's or it's like down. Yeah. It's so, it's so cool because I think it's like Epsom salt and some other things in there and it like keeps the water buoyant. So you just, you don't have to do anything to float. You don't have to put any effort into it. And, uh, the water is actually at like a ambient temperature of like your skin, I guess. That's what, that's what I've heard at least. So it's like, it feels like, uh, it basically like simulates how you felt in the womb, mm. which is very trippy for your head. You know, like I've, I've had some experience, like almost like psychedelic experiences being in the central deprivation tanks. Wow. Like I've seen a lot of things and like, it's, it's helped me like with my path of fighting a lot. Like, 
before I went to Thailand, actually, I remember being in the tank and then I was just like thinking about being out there before I was even out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I made it happen. And, and then when I actually was in town, I was like, well, I've been here before. Like, it was weird. Wow. Yeah, it was very weird. Like, yeah. Uh, how much of the visualization do you use like that for fighting, for what you want to do in life? I do a lot. I mean, yeah. like, even even when I'm sleeping sometimes, like, I'll have dreams of, like, fighting in front of thousands of people. You know, I'll wake up and I'm like, oh, fuck, I, th- I thought that was real for a second. Like, you get, like, that high in your sleep and you're, like, your hands getting crowd, raised or like, something. Yeah, yeah, the crowd's, like, roaring. Yeah. And you're, yeah. like, in your sleep yeah. waking up. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you're, like, oh, I'm just asleep. I'm not doing anything, <laughs> yeah. you know. I'm not doing anything like for that. rock yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, you know, testosterone is pumping sometimes. Uh, but... Yeah, the Century Deprivation is so cool. Uh, I can't uh I can't wait to be in Thailand because there's a place on the on the street that I'll be staying at. And honestly, that's a really cool thing like uh about where I'm training at is like it's called Fitness Street. Mm-hmm. It's like I think in Thai it's like Soy Thaiot or something like that. I, I don't know if I said that right. Don't don't crucify me for okay. Yeah, don't crucify me if I said that wrong any <laughs> Thai people out there that might be watching. Uh it's going to be a bunch of broken English in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But there's a place on that street that does central deprivation for really cheap. So this next time I want to do like I, I want to do that at least once a week. Yeah. Uh, being in that tank. But there's gyms like there's CrossFit gyms, uh, fighting gyms all across the street. And it's just really health based. Mm-hmm. Like they have a lot of healthy food, um, protein shakes, like all these stands for protein, uh, all these recovery things. Do you and have like a routine for nutrition? Um, like, do you eat certain foods like before a fight? Like, are there? I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, you have to not be putting. I mean, yeah, sometimes I'm pretty not the, or not the best discipline with with my food and diet. That's like something I really. I think that's one of the last things that I really need to get ahead on. Okay. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel a difference when I'm eating healthy, eating clean, compared to when I'm just eating. Garbage. Yeah, gar- yeah. Or eating garbage. Yeah, you know, like your your energy levels are just not the same. Um, there was a point where, like last year, last year, two years ago, like I, I was actually we had this uh, this dietitian, and uh, he was having us like weigh our food. Like me and Keegan weigh our food. Like we had like food scales. Yeah, like, it was just probably to, pretty strict. Yeah, it was very strict. And uh, but I never felt so good while cutting weight in my life mm. uh, yeah, too bad i got yourself yeah, too bad yeah it's just starving yourself is horrible for you but too bad i got injured right before i was supposed to fight when i was like when we were working with that guy we haven't worked with him since uh he's a really cool dude he's a he's a bodybuilder himself so he knows a lot about that world um would you recommend to someone like to get on a diet of some kind that works for them for fighting like oh 100 yeah, yeah yeah like whatever healthy foods that helps fuel you throughout the day you should definitely be eating uh whether that's fruit or high protein like i don't know like you should definitely be watching how you eat if you want to perform at a high level yeah uh not to say that i'm the best at it you know like sometimes I'm no that's okay i don't think everyone's perfect i think you go through like the motions yeah it's very hard to like especially Especially here, when I'm when I'm out in Thailand, it's pretty easy to eat healthy out there. Actually, like yeah, yeah you have like a you, bunch of food stands and like oh, pop ups next to you. Yeah, and it's it's very. I mean, I mean, everything's like less processed. You know, like they do have all these chips and candy and all the nasty stuff. But 
That's okay every once in a while. Like sometimes totally. sometimes you have to indulge a little bit. Yeah. But they have like so like they literally have fighter meals out there. Like they have it's already pre made. Yeah, for fighters. Oh wow. What yeah. What's in it? Um they'll do like chicken, rice, broccoli, like just just healthy things, you know. Um a lot of greens. Uh I remember like some of the some of, like the fish bowls I was eating. It was almost like a poke bowl. Yeah. But they they would have like all these like different grains and fish and like seaweed. Like it was just very and like when I ate that and I went and trained, I was like, oh, I feel like just very light. clean. Yeah, like, very high clean. energy after. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's how we feel when we when we are stricter with our diet. But <laughs> obviously, yeah. like we're not perfect either. Like I we... had cookie dough and ice cream this week. So. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's yeah, fine. Exactly. That's completely so fine, dude. I'm not gonna be on my high horse. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. They they brought like little Caesars into work the other day, and I was like, oh my gosh, I should not be in this like the week before competition. But I was just like, uh, why did they bring little Caesars? I mean, I wish I wish it was better quality pizza. But even though yeah. like even though I put down like I don't know how many pieces, and I was just like, oh, I felt like shit. Carb load. To, yeah, I had to go I had to go train later too, and I was like, oh. Just feel heavy. Yeah, why did I do that? Yeah. Yeah. Disgusting. All the grease, like, just, like... Totally. Sits in your stomach. Yeah, it's gross. So... Uh, It's nasty. When you cut weight, you finally make it to fight day, you finish your fight, what's your go-to meal after? Because now you can eat. (sighs) You can eat whatever the fuck you want. I don't... I I stay away from grease. After Mm -hmm. my first fight, I ate, like, a fat pastrami sandwich. Like, it was massive. Mm -hmm. And I got into the cage, and I was like... Ugh. I still won, I still won, but it was like terrible, like the way I felt. Um, now I really like I don't know. This might sound like a little white girlish of me to say, but I really like like the like ice acai bowls and stuff. Like oh, to- oh super, I'm like a- super fruits. Yeah. Super yeah. fruits are so good. Like the the day of the fight, like I, I had one uh, before my last fight, uh, just like packed with honey and all this other stuff. Uh, and it's like it's, it's like a dessert too, and it, you, oh, yeah. you know it's not like the worst thing to be eating too. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Yeah. Um, I love acaibles. I make them like as dessert before bed sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's, they're so good. <laughs> yeah. I love them. But uh, yeah, definitely staying away from grease and uh, definitely want to have like some carbs in you uh, and then some meat, like some high protein is very good. Uh, yeah. I like to just, I mean, my main thing is just like staying away from greasy, fatty things. Totally. Yeah. I mean, after the fight, I will pig out, though. Like, I'll eat, like, a whole pizza to myself, probably. That's what I was thinking, because you've been working so fucking hard. Yeah, like, you deserve deserve that little greasy pizza after, (laughs) or whatever, like, fat steak. Totally. Cheese, yeah. Um, Making me hungry. Yeah, I'm hungry now. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's like, we gotta go get lunch after this. I feel like... You know, at your age, you you are someone that's very convicted in like your beliefs and what you're doing with your life. Like you're on this path. Yeah. yeah. I feel like not a lot of people your age can say that they're in that same mindset about anything. Or our age, to be or, honest. Or yeah, or our age. Like I think a lot of people can maybe feel lost. So just knowing like with what you're doing, the mindset that you're in with your life, do you have any advice for people that may feel like they're struggling right now, just finding their direction? I mean, you're going to have to try a lot of different things out, you know? Like, you can't just, like, expect to try something out for the first time and just fall in love with it and indulge with it completely. Um, you have to – I feel like most people know what their interests are, whether it's, like, a physical thing or a mental thing. Uh, I, f- I feel like you just have to keep trying these things, and maybe at first you don't like it, and then over – a period of time you end up just loving it mm-hmm. uh, I was lost for a very long time 
and then I started training. I was like, yeah, this is for me. And it mm. just like completely changed my life. Uh, I recommend that everybody should do something physical though. Honestly, like, I think everybody needs a physical outlet mm-hmm. and then everybody also needs a mental outlet, like, uh, something that they're also very into. Like, I, I love to sing, honestly. Like, that's like my, like, really, yeah, I love singing. Like, I honestly, like, I will, it, like, when I, at, when after training, I'll just put it, put on songs I love to sing and I just sing my whole way home because I drive like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just sing the whole time. I'm not kidding. Like, I, just, I was in choir for like five years and it's something I've always been interested in. Not too many people know about me, but it's like, wait, that's amazing. Yeah, I had no idea yeah. about that. What's wait, I love that. Like, what do you, what do you like to sing? Yeah, I love singing like R&B, fucking, I, I, I just, you know, it's weird. I like, I like singing some country songs too, mm-hmm. because I, I can see that. Yeah. Like I like, yeah, singing, I, <laughs> yeah, I like singing some country songs, even though I'm not like the most country person out there. I yeah. just like, I love like making my voice deep, like for the, yeah, I love that. Um, Wait, that is so fun. Sometimes I rap. I'm not the best rapper though. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm definitely a better singer than rapper. Uh, I what? like what? Sorry. <laughs> I like singing soft stuff, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, softer things, like softer music, you know? Like, killing me softly? Killing me. <laughs> <laughs> what is your go-to song? Like, if you, were, like, on your way home from this podcast, you're going to go home. What are you putting on? I don't know. I I really like singing some Nirvana. Like, some, yeah. I do like Nirvana a lot. Okay. Like sing, uh, shit. Oh, that's 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 hard. I, I'm like so just all over the place. I like some like indie rock and. Okay, here's this, a better question. Things. What would you sing at karaoke? At karaoke, can I go through my playlist second. really quick? Yeah, yeah. cool. Playlist. You're at. I'm gonna set the stage for you. Okay, you're at West Second. You're still sober. You've got a couple girls. <laughs> you're around. still sober. You're still sober. <laughs> I'm gonna be clear about that. You're still sober. You're at West Second Street. There's some cute girls in a booth, and you're like, all right, I have to woo them. I gotta impress them with my singing. Oh, definitely some Arctic Monkeys, one hundred twenty percent. Some Arctic Monkeys. Really? Yeah, I, yeah. When yeah, like why'd you only come when you're high? Or I want to be yours. Probably I want to be yours. Mm-hmm. That that would definitely be like. I mean, Arctic would you make eye contact like, when you're doing it. Yeah, yeah would I'll, just, you? I'll stare at them so deeply. And, but, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you might scare them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of people get scared of my. Yeah, that's why I don't. Uh, sometimes, like, I love making eye contact with people, but sometimes people get really intimidated. I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't like look into their eyes. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, so people get like very intimidated. I'm like, dude, it's not. I'm not like that monster, you know. Like, I'm actually yeah. pretty pretty sweet person uh and i think like that singing act like brings out the other side of me like i have fighting which is like oh very vicious and yeah. malicious whatever uh very manly honestly like mm-hmm. getting into a cage with your fucking trunks on and you're shirtless and you're just going at it with very manly yes yeah and then singing sure. is like my my soft side yeah you know? like it's 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 a it's a mixture of both worlds um uh, you're embracing both the masculine and feminine. Yeah, and feminine, maybe. yes, yeah. exactly. And I feel like I feel like men need that. Honestly, I feel like, I think all men need that. Like you can't just be like all like macho man all the time. You you have to have that softer softer side of you, that yin and yang within you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always thought like when when fighting takes off, I might actually get into like putting my music out there or something like that, like writing things down because like it's weird. Like sometimes I'll be listening to a song like and there will be like a beat and then I'll just make up my own lyrics while there's already like the song was already made, but I'll yeah. just make up my own <laughs> lyrics in my head and I start singing. It's like you know what that doesn't sound that bad. What the hell? <laughs> like sweet. Man. That's yeah. so yeah. awesome. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that about you. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I, I was very scared to sing in front of people for the longest time too. I remember like being in choir and I was just like. Mm, 
just like humming, you know. Yeah. And then one day my teacher, uh, shout out to Miss Wilson. I I don't know if she'll listen to this. She has me on Instagram, so maybe she might. But you can send she, it to her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she forced me. She forced me to get up in front of my class and just hit a solo, and I shocked everybody. Like I'm not even kidding. Like the whole class was like what like no way. in the headlights all around the room they're like no one was expecting yeah that. nobody was expecting me to sing like that and then after that i was like what the? like i guess i can actually sing you know like i i guess i have a thing for this and uh she gave me the soul like right off the bat like i did it for a grade she told me i was gonna fail the fail the choir class if i yeah. didn't Damn. do it and then she was like oh well there, there's your solo and then uh, i was like okay now i have to sing this in front of the whole school in front of my parents in front of everybody i was like okay and, like no one knows the side yeah. of you and I was like yeah it was a uh, my girl by the temptations you know yeah oh wow yeah, yeah. that's awesome that's, that was my first ever solo and then after that uh People would actually ask me to not audition for solos because they knew that they wanted it. They're like, bro, can you not do that one? And I was like, okay, yeah, fine. I'm not going to just take up everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's cool. Oh, yeah, that's I really love, cool. Yeah, I love singing. Like, I think you need to, like, serenade a girl and that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> if you want a don't, girlfriend, don't be walking like, down the street and start like, serenading. You're like, first date, you're yeah. just fucking yeah. singing my heart out. Yeah. Like, so, anyways, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny um well i didn't know and that poetry side of you. too I'll, I'll, i'm in i'm kind of into poetry as well like i like uh i have some stuff on my phone like that's just written down i yeah. mean i just get like very deep like I, i'm a very emotional dude i'm not going to lie like i i have i'm pretty in tune with my emotions got a lot of feelings in there. got a lot of feelings in there even though I, I it doesn't show when i'm going out there and fighting people you know yeah I, on the inside i'm pretty pretty damn emotional i feel a lot but yeah i think with fighters like you have to have that passion and emotion like that yeah. deep emotion you do you do, you do. and yeah. so i it's like i'm surprised to hear you talk about like singing and poetry but then when i look at it i'm like fighting is such a passion like yeah, it's, it's just such a it's an, it art, an art it's a yeah. passion like i can like i'm surprised to hear you say that but now i'm like not surprised to hear that, that you have sense. this side of you mm -hmm. it just it looks different it's just embracing that masculine and feminine yeah. side which is so cool do you do you think a lot of people at the gym know this side of you or do you well, think no, actually no they're probably gonna like, if they watch this they're probably gonna be like what the hell do you sing do boy sing jam I mean, some people know that. Yeah. Know that I like to sing and stuff, but no, for the most part, they just see me as a fighter. They see yeah. me as like this, like tough fucking twenty-one-year-old, you know. And yeah. uh, they don't see the other side of me. Uh, not too many people do actually. Like this, like they always have this impression of me. They're like, "Oh, he's just he's just a fighter. He just likes to beat people up." Right. But then, uh, I don't know. I'm very. And then you start serenading them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They sing like the softest song of all time. And right. Like, where did that come from put somebody yeah. to sleep and wake them up with a nice lullaby yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. that's so funny so, i want to switch gears a little bit you're 21 the world is wild how do you navigate what like just just life right now just life uh other 21 year olds are on different paths you pick you know i've actually you know i've actually been out with people that are drinking and stuff like i've been to the bars with people and just not had a single drink the whole time like just like keeping my self-control i had a very big problem with self-control for a long time i would always just like oh you want to try this i'm like, oh okay whatever but mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's just i honestly like sometimes i like to test my self-control a little bit i like to be like i don't know 
just different from everybody else around me. Like I went, like I've been to the bars with some of my friends because they're like, Oh, we want to hang out. Like my buddies were back from the Marines last month and they, of course, Mar- you know, Marines, they're, mm-hmm. they go hard. They go hard in the paint. Like mm-hmm. so hard. Like, dude, I was watching my friends just chug and chug and chug. I'm like, bro, you guys are nuts, but they respect that about me that I don't drink. So they wouldn't be like, Oh dude, you want to, I mean, a couple of times they messed up and like, Hey, you want something? I'm like, bro, you know, like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't drink. Um, but it's like I like feeling different than other people, honestly. Like I like being on my own certain path because I'm like I feel like a lot of us are just molded into the same exact area. Like we're always going now. We're always like I mean, don't get me wrong. Having fun is like I feel like it should be part of your life. You know, like you should be able to do that. But I I just feel like I can have fun in other ways. Like I don't need to be drinking all the time or using drugs all the time to have fun like I can do I can go out in nature and that's like I love that I love just being out in nature and just like feeling everything feeling myself and uh being in that peace but yeah sometimes it can be hard navigating through like especially when you see all these people doing Mm -hmm. doing things and uh just like oh you have to really like I talked about being like your 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 own personal fan earlier and it's like you have to motivate yourself to not be like everybody else Mm -hmm. uh you have like i don't know you have to be different to be great i think i think every great mind out there was a lot different everybody thinks they're crazy you know like everybody at first they're like oh this person is crazy like look at like nikolai tesla everybody's like that guy's a nut job yeah and then they found out he's like oh this guy's like one of the most intelligent people to ever walk the earth you know brilliant yeah brilliant and he's Um, in his own cloth too he's yeah completely different yeah. than everyone else psycho he yeah. was psycho but it's like i don't know vincent van gogh one of the best artists of all time everybody thought he was insane because he was a little bit but yeah. i think like i don't know conor mcgregor talked about that like you do have to be a little bit crazy to be great at to be great at something and uh i definitely take that like as in part of my life like i don't know i just don't want to be like everybody else and that's how i live my life like i just like keep myself away from from everything like even even when i'm surrounded by it i can just be by myself basically yeah. i'm a, i've always been okay with being alone too like honestly uh i was in a i was in a relationship for like three years actually which is a long time for somebody my age i feel yeah. like yeah it's like so. i was like a legit relationship like it wasn't like oh we we're dating but like we lived together everything like that and afterwards i was very lonely uh and I just had to be okay with that. I had to process everything. She moved on very quickly. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't have any, like, hate towards her, even though it wasn't the best relationship. But uh, It was hard. Like, you didn't move on very quickly. No, not yeah. at all. Not at all. It took me so long to, like, just process everything and uh, just be okay with being by myself because I got so used to I don't know. You get used to being around somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you get used to that companionship and everything else. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like you guys are awesome, though. Like, you guys together, awesome. Oh, like, you, thank like, you. Like, working together with it. This is sick. <laughs> worse. I, just, I think we do a good job. I know. It's, it's awesome. I've always thought that about you guys, actually, too. Because I've never, like, oh, like we were talking about that. Like, we've never met. But, like, I've, I've always seen, like, on social media and stuff, like, you guys, like, having a having a good time. Like, damn, that's, that's like, that's what, that's what you should want in a relationship, yeah. you know? Like, you should want a best friend you know like that's that's how it should be like i don't know i think a lot of people have like the misconception of like oh i need the hottest fucking girl out there and then that's all they care about you know they don't care about like having companionship companionship and you yeah. need that in a relationship like yeah. like it's like well, yeah you like that person that you're around all yeah, the time yeah like you need to be attracted to them physically like mm-hmm. to some extent of course you do um but 
that that's not like the only the only thing you know like there's so that much matters yeah yeah, yeah. Like totally. there's, there's so much more to people and a lot of people are just like yeah I, I want that dime piece that has no personality it's like yeah but how happy you're gonna be when you when you're with her you know yeah, what do you guys talk like, about when you're alone at that point yeah like versace and gucci oh, i got my new bags so. <laughs> who cares who gives a fuck are you gonna are you gonna die with that no so yeah, yeah. totally um I actually have one last question, if that's okay. That's fine. Okay. We had our last guest, Brad Farmer. I don't know if you know Brad Farmer at all. I do not. Okay, that's okay. So Brad Farmer left a question for you. It's a two-part question. So you answer his question, and then you give the question to the next guest. Okay. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. That's fun. So he asked you, and he didn't know it was going to be you. He just knew that he wanted to ask this question for the next guest. What does your life look like in 10 years? Your whole entire life. What does your life <laughs> look like? That you're on right now. In 10 years. Um, I think 10 years from now, I'm fighting professionally, uh, coaching at a high level, especially because I'm getting into that right now. Uh, I feel like 10 years under my belt will help me be a pretty good coach. Uh, I think, I mean... You know, you never know what's going to happen in life, but I hope to have a family at that point. Like yeah. thirty, I'll be a thirty-one, so I hope to have a little family. Uh, I mean, I definitely want kids at some point, uh, but I don't want to bring them into a world if I'm not ready for it. You know, like totally. If I'm not, Trust me, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to give them a good life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to give them the best life possible. Yeah. And be the best example possible. Um. I think I'm still sober 10 years from now just because I don't, I don't see myself going back and just, yeah, redoing that process because I, I really don't understand why I would do that. Um, I don't know. Might be partly open or, like, part of a gym that it's it's mine, like, mm-hmm. a par- par- like partial ownership or something. Um, definitely still in the martial arts world, martial arts scene for sure, fighting scene fighting professionally coaching maybe owning a gym uh definitely still traveling i love traveling i've never been to europe mm-hmm. so uh hopefully i'm still going out and seeing the world because that's like something i wanted to do since i was a kid yeah uh, like since i was young i was like you know i need to go see the world and uh it took me a long time to just send it and now i'm just like i'm so okay with it like i'm so okay. like i went by myself the first time it was just crazy that's but old to yeah, do it was yeah, yeah especially because i bought the, the plane ticket three weeks before i left like mm-hmm. i just packed up everything and just left for two months um yeah definitely traveling uh it's a big it's, question because it's hard to encapsulate like what it's hard it's like. it something i think about a lot actually though like mm-hmm. i do think about like i think it's good to live in the present but you have to think about where you're going to be on the future at the same time mm-hmm. uh you have to envision where you're going to be um, yeah his yeah. i his idea behind the question and definitely correct me if i'm wrong but he was saying his life has not been predictable at all. Like he would have never imagined that he owns a coffee shop and would have worked in marketing and builds. He, he was the, um, he was the marketing director for Arbor snowboards. Snowboards. Mm. Yeah. Um, so he was like, cool again. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Making him cool again. So he, he's like, I just never predicted my life to go the way that it went. And he said, I think if you're living a life of, predictability then it should be easy to answer but if it's but if you're not then it should be hard fighting is very unpredictable though yeah I mean, even like the fight itself is unpredictable you never know what's going to happen mm-hmm. uh like 
like I don't know. Like this is this sucks to say, but like who knows if I'm able going to be even like going to be able to fight in 10 years you know like what if I have like a career ending injury or something like that I really hope that does not happen I'm not going to put that into the world mm -hmm. but uh yeah you just it's just really things that you think know. about yeah yeah uh I want to be at a point that I can just help so many people though like that's that that is like one of my biggest goals within fighting is to be like on a stage and people are listening to me and uh I'm able I'm able to get through to people and just give them hope like how, like what do i want to do right now is like yeah that's another dream i had when i was a kid is like i want like it's so weird to be like six years old and like wanting to help the world like yeah. it's a very different mindset you know like I, I was like six years old and i'm like okay i want to help people when i'm when i'm older like i want to yeah. be able to get through to people and uh portray my messages out you know uh it seems like you're finding your why at a very young age yeah and it's pretty badass yeah it's Life is a beautiful thing if you allow it to be, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you're always going to get shit on at some times, at some points. Yeah. But as long as you just keep living and you're authentic, I think that's a huge thing. Like, you have to be authentic. Like, mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're not going to be happy. You have to be yourself. And that's that's just what it comes down to. Um, totally. Yeah. Well, then, final question for you. What would you like to ask the next guest? Uh, huh. What was the best part of this podcast for you? Which question? Mm. Oh, I like that. That's fun. I like that. Hopefully like they the, listen to it. They're like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, ah, yeah, the end, they're just going to be like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't even remember yeah. what we were talking about. Yeah. That would be hella funny. Yeah. I like it. That would, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, oh, be a wait, okay, wait, wait. Can you rephrase that? Are you saying what was the best part of this episode or the one that we're going to do with that person? Oh, the one that they're going, that they're actually going to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, that would be, yeah, yeah, no. And I was like, hopefully they listen to this. Okay, no, that totally makes sense. No, I like that. I like that. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you, Shane. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys for having me on. Like this, this was, was so this was fun. Sick. This was to sick. Meet you. Yeah. Like literally you talking about singing and poetry and like just your outlook on relationships in the world right now. Like I just think it's so special and rare. Like I really do think <laughs> that you're on your path. I can feel it. And it's inspiring. So I'm just so happy that you came on. Thank you. you. We'll do this again when you get back from Thailand. Oh, yeah. Yes, 100%. I can, yeah, I'll definitely have some stories to tell when I come back. So fuck yeah, dude. See you. And then Crow's Nest Ranch will be opening up by the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. July, okay, yeah. perfect. Maybe both him. I was going to say Jordan. Yeah, me yeah. and Jordan at the same time. Yeah. That would be sick. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It'd I be so we, fun. I think we would have an entertaining episode. Like, 100%. Yeah, yeah we're, we're both like pretty much out there. I mean, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah, much. Yeah, pretty you know, much. Like, yes. We're out of the box, and uh, yeah, me and Jordan are we're, we get along pretty well, so that would be sick. That yeah, would be let's do that. That's awesome. Yeah, that would, yeah, that would be super that fun. Out. That would okay. be that'd be awesome. Cool. Well, yeah. thank All right. you, Shane. Well, thanks, Shane. Oh, yeah. Love you, buddy. Love you too. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Train with you again, dude. <laughs> Peace out.